Welcome to the Yoga Wisdom Podcast. I'm your host, Saraswati Clare, an award-winning documentary filmmaker and owner of Yoga Kula from the San Francisco Bay Area. Join us to hear from the world's leading experts on yoga, teachers, doctors, scientists, and scholars. To study more deeply with these inspiring teachers, check out the courses on our website, In this new era, where we have the opportunity to envision and create a new world, the practices of yoga help us to live more consciously so that we can create a better inner and outer world. To help others find us, please leave your comments on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast. Albert Flynn de Silva is an internationally published author, poet, writer, and speaker, and a workshop leader. He is the founder of Writing as a Path to Awakening, which is an embodied approach to creativity and writing, helping us to reignite the joy, fun, spontaneity, and wisdom in our practice and the process of writing. Albert offers a workshop series both in person and online. Albert has been practicing meditation for more than 20 years and merges the art of creative writing with the practice of mindfulness meditation. Welcome, Albert. So wonderful to talk with you today. Very, very excited about this conversation. Me too. Delighted to be here. Wonderful. Um, so uh, we have this beautiful book that you've written, Writing as the Practice to Awakening, as a Path to Awakening. And um, I would love to for you to talk to us um, about why you chose to um, write this book and what your work is about. I'm particularly interested if you could talk to us about um, this word awakening, if you could describe that to us and how writing is a path to awakening. Sure. I'll have to give you the brief version. Yes. Ultimately, (laughs) all the answers are inside the book. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. (laughs) So really, the, the book came out of some workshops I was teaching at Spirit Rock Meditation Center here in Northern California. And I had been doing these workshops and creating this curriculum, and it just seemed like, oh, this should be a portable thing that people can take with them and delve a little bit more deeper into uh, in their own time, in their own way. And so I wanted to tell a little bit of my spiritual story and how I I wound up in this world of of mindfulness, meditation, and creativity. Uh, but also, really, I wanted to give people an opportunity to to investigate their own sensibilities around silence and stillness, and how to touch into that innate creativity that is born from silence and stillness, um, particularly through writing. But Ultimately, writing is is a metaphor for any form of creativity, uh, be that dance or painting, sculpture, even entrepreneurship. Um, and so the the book is broken down into twelve chapters, 
for the 12 uh, months of the year, and each one is themed. And uh, it, it really begins with uh, some precepts and uh, a couple of premises. My favorite premise being the fact that we are creative geniuses. That's our natural state. And I know that genius is kind of a loaded word in our culture. Hmm. Um, we think of, um, you know, Liz Gilbert or Albert Einstein, or we think of whoever we think of as a kind of pop culture icon of creativity and invention. But really, uh, this creative potentiality exists in each one of us. And I've seen this over and over again in my retreats and workshops that when people do get silent, when they do get quiet, um, the creativity just blooms forth. It's, mm-hmm. um, it awakens forth from within. And it, it just takes a little loving, nurturing encouragement on the teacher's part. But really, I'm not doing anything that fancy. Um, what I'm offering is for people to, to reconnect with that, that state, that natural state that's already there. Um, so that's that's kind of the origins, mm-hmm. and as to the the awakening piece, um, really in in my conception of it, awakening is 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 waking up from the dream of separation, waking up from this this um, absolute consumption with with uh, thinking mind with. Um, believing mind mm-hmm. with perceiving mind you know with the the mind that thinks it knows it all and that it's just busy in the head um, evaluating things and judging things and you know there's a certain aspect of that that's that's necessary but but what I'm talking about is is waking up from that dream of of um, obsession with thought and and entering into that state that which, the state of which makes thought possible, um, which is also the state which makes creativity possible, that that um, uh, placeless place, that um, ever-essent um, space of being that is beyond thought, beyond belief, beyond idea, beyond um, small-mindedness, and, um, and me and mine. Um, and it's about waking up to a higher identity that is in, in alignment with a greater good and a greater beauty and a greater creativity. And one way we can do that, of course, is through the contemplative arts, through meditation, through yoga, uh, through qigong, uh, through tai chi, these kinds of, of contemplative, deep inner looking practices can wake us up to that, but also the arts can as well, writing, for example. And when you combine the two practices, um, I found that it you, you start to, to open up to and discover a deeper, more broad identity. Yeah, yeah, and um, having co-led workshops with you um, I can attest to the the power of you as a teacher and um, support in the journey of um, writing but also in the way you um, can really help us because for so many of us you know as you said we just get lost in our unconscious thought patterns and 
And for some of us, you know, we go, well, I'm not a meditator. My mind is too busy. Some people are really good at this and I'm obviously not. And maybe um, some people can say that about writing too, of like some people are writers and, but my mind's too busy and distracted and I don't have the time. And, you know, we can so label ourselves one way or the other, but as you say, um, through these different practices of yoga, of meditation and writing is I think such a powerful way is to really help us, those of us with a busy mind to um, start to go below the different layers and levels and, you know, the, the thinking mind. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, yeah, and it, it, in my experience, it's, um, you know, it's really a question of desire and sensibility. Um, so if you truly want to wake up, you will find the portal into meditation or yoga. Mm. If you want to create, if you truly want to, to, to explore what's inside of you creatively, um, what your communicative potential is, you'll find a way in. Mm. And the thing about writing is it's, it's language. It's, it's natural yeah. to, to all of us. Mm -hmm. And we have to do it every day in, in various contexts. Um, but when we have that open-ended um, gateway to infinite creativity through the written word, mm. uh, there's a real power there. It makes me think when you're talking, you know, there is this those books written about conversations with God and uh, mm. and um, some of those journaling where you can actually be in touch with your deeper self. You can actually be encourage a a deeper listening to um, you know the, all the different levels um, below and um, and I love that with you know both all the practices that we're talking about that uh, instead of being on the superficial um, you can really tap into um, you know what wants to be said it's like you're list you're your best friend you're listening to yourself with kindness and you know don't we love those best friends in our lives who really just you know they're not pushing an agenda. They're not busy. They're able to just really sit. And I feel like part of this too is just like being being there as your own best compassionate friend and like, tell me more about that. Tell me more about that. And That's right. Yeah. That's yeah. right. It's really about a kind of a, a shift of attention, mm. a subtle shift of attention. And, and writing is one of the most concentrated points of focus we have as human beings. So there's a lot of sort of concentrated energy that goes, you know, from our hearts, from our minds, through our bodies, out our hands and onto the page. And when we frame that with uh, an intention to what we want to say and a, an attention to um, the inner creative genius, um, it, it, it's really extraordinary what can happen. I mean, I, I think about like, you're talking about conversations with God. You think of uh, the poet Rilke and his Duino elegies. Mm -hmm. um, these are, you know, poetry is a kind of conversation with God mm -hmm. or goddess, if you will. Mm -hmm. And it's really, you know, ultimately a question of, of getting yourself into the space of being that portal, mm -hmm. being mm -hmm. that gateway and, and being open to that conversation. Yeah. Which, again, you know, all the other practices are in the same way. It is 
opening to the deeper realms that, you know, in everyday life, we don't often take the time out of the, you know, rushing from one thing to the other. And I think our culture particularly is um, so busy and heads overloaded with media and everything else that's going on that we don't create the space to have that inner listening. Um, no, I, yeah. it's more and more becoming a very radical yeah. act. Just yeah. sitting in silence is a radical act. Yeah. And coupling that with contemplative, deep, reflecting writing and creative expression mm. is even more radical. Yes. Because what we what do we get on the the out in the culture and the loud screaming mm. political mm. <laughs> culture? Yes. All we get is a lot of surface yep. yelling and judgment and opinion and belief, and there's very little heart and mm. depth. Um, and you know, the more social media consumes yeah. us, the the more distracted we become the more um, longing there is uh, because it's, it's, it's an innate um, human drive mm. to, to connect with that um, sensibility for, for creativity yeah. and reflection and being in nature, etc. cetera. Mm. Um, I don't feel like we're, we're tuned to be on Facebook yeah. We, weren't, we weren't designed for that. <laughs> well, unless you got to lead the um, classes, I think that would be great for <laughs> to help people because I, I wanted to get back to, to like storytelling. I remember when I finally had sort of had the aha moment of storytelling is realizing um, that how important it is to be able to tell a story. Um, you know, think of young people when they're growing up, um, uh, that it's important for them to speak how they feel and to tell a story. And I've found that in my life. When I go back and I tell a story, it's like a part of me is healed and a part of me has gone, oh, that's why I'm like this today or that's why this happened. or that. And you think of human beings, we are all storytellers. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, some of, some of it's the, the, the myths of a particular culture. But it's all through storytelling, you know, all, all the great poets and even, you know, the political, um, you know, um, so songwriters, you know, the Pete Seegers. There's a story to be told. There's so, so much that we, we learn through stories or, you know, it's like the story of the human being. And then, but that's why we love the poets and the artists so much, because they tell you about the unsaid things, about the pain and the agony and the, the grief um, and so storytelling allows us to be more human, you know, writing and these practices allow us to, to really listen, to really listen into um, what's been your experience, what's your creative journey of your life, because life is brief. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so uh, it, could you tell us about... Um, uh, you know, how maybe the practice helps you, um, you know, move, overcome challenging patterns and, you know, behaviors. Have you found through time that you've found a healing that happens in the process of writing when you, you know, you can use writing as a, as a way to help you evolve? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, when you're talking about story expression, 
um, it's ultimately a healing journey. Um, I mean, I talk a lot about that in my own experience, um, having written memoir, having written poetry, having written novels. Um, these are ways that I've been able to get my, my own story uh, out, out of my body, you know, out where it's trapped, sort of holding back these, you know, my own sense of identity, um, going from limited identity to expansive identity, um, and and going from limited belief to expanded belief, or limited opinion to expansive opinion, uh, hopefully beyond opinion altogether, where you know you don't mm-hmm. feel that your opinion is like the thing mm-hmm. <laughs> that you need to defend and. And, uh, right. Blurred out to the world constantly, etc. Et um, but for me, it's absolutely been a healing journey, and I, I feel like that the the, um, the practice is is ultimately a um, a journey into the body in, in its most raw mm-hmm. and vulnerable expression. It's a journey into the body, and that's why it takes so much courage mm-hmm. um, I, for people who really want to want to get in get on that that creative path um it's not for the faint of heart you know one needs to really show up in my experience to get at the the most interesting dynamic revelatory um and revolutionary work you need to go into the body be willing to to be courageous and and feel into some of those dark places in order to excavate them to get clarity to understand like what is this what what was i thinking who was i in that particular point in my life Um, and writing is that that sort of mirror that we can we can reflect back um in time and onto the world and um and utilize our creative capacities to to get perspective and to broaden our our sense of identity well, speaking about identity too, um, you know, as you say, this, um, you know, how we can do these practices to perhaps live a more o- awakened life, and um, we look at that question of like, well, who am I really? Um, and through these practices, um, we start to understand maybe we're not all these conditioned thoughts. You know, maybe maybe there's more to us in that. And um, my experience, too, is, um, you know, really perhaps the sort of whole meaning of life is just to be on this journey of exploring this and, and who, who are we really. And then, you know, we hear from all the, you know, great um, masters of yoga and meditation that... Um, you know, we're a lot more than we think we are, you know. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, the other thing, too, is that shifting from me to we, um, mm-hmm. shifting from understanding that, um, you know, we can live when it's all about me and what's in it for me and how can I put myself, you know, first into this kind of softening to understand actually we are all connected <laughs> and uh, mm-hmm. if I'm just me focused um, I can really just cut myself off and um, feel disconnected and um, you know create more suffering and that mm-hmm. yeah so I wonder if you could talk to us too about your journey on that 
path. Well, one of the things that that came up while I was listening to you was uh, just the. I, this is one of the reasons that I probably my favorite reason for teaching is that you know people often will come into a workshop or a retreat and they'll be stressed out and they'll mm-hmm. be kind of overwhelmed and they're just looking to kind of decompress and and um, reconnect with yep. themselves yep. with the deeper self and. You know, inevitably, the, the self-doubt is there, and the, the questioning, the procrastinations, um, all that stuff. Yep, and yet, yep. what happens as we go deeper into mm-hmm. um, the practices of mindfulness and of yoga and movement, yeah, and, yeah. Um, and some of the, the innovative exercises that I lead people on, what happens is they end up opening to this larger sense of self, this larger creative potentiality. And they end up surprising themselves. And it's just the most beautiful thing to see that point of recognition. Yeah, yeah. That, oh, there's my... I'm not this, like, small, little, limited self I thought I was. But I have the potential to say something meaningful. Mm -hmm. And I get to participate. And, you know, I can have a dynamic, you know, twist of phrase that is potent and important and interesting and can contribute to the conversation, the larger conversation. Um, and it's just, it's just an extraordinary yeah, experience yeah. to see that and to, uh, to be part of that. Um, and so as I'm saying this, I lost track of your <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> question. Well, I just, you're answering it too, is that, you know, that sort of journey of the who am I, which is the mm-hmm. question that, you know, all the, the great yogis and, and meditation masters said, you know, um, these practices are going to help us understand who we are. And we can mm-hmm. go through these different practices of yoga, of meditation, of pranayama, and writing um, to discover that we're more than we think we are, you know, where, as you say, we move from being unconscious and reactive, and then we can start to um, connect in, for example, when we're on our beautiful um, writing and yoga retreats out in the beautiful Green Gulch Valley, there's Mm -hmm. this connection of ourselves with nature and a connection of ourselves with one another. And Mm -hmm. there's a sort of, as you say, melting of being separate and being, um, you know, you're ju- we come in, as you say, stressed and feeling very judgmental of ourselves and, prop, you know, likely judgmental of others. And then there's this melting that happens through the process where we, where we go, oh, all those judgments I had about that particular person, mm-hmm. um, they shared their story and now I'm in love with them. What an extraordinary person. And they look so quirky. They look so quirky. <laughs> you know? So there's this lovely shift that takes place um, as we, we become, I think, more human. Yes, absolutely. And, you know, context is everything, as they say. Um, and in some ways it's, it's easy, you know, when we have the context of a retreat setting, um, like a place like Green Gulch or Spirit Rock or Shambhala Mountain or Omega or wherever these, you know, these places where you can retreat from the world, yes, as yes. it were, uh, and really have that space to dive in. The big question is, how do I bring this back? How do I integrate this into my daily life, back at work, 
Yeah. Because yeah. it you'll get glimpses, you know, when you have the space, when you have the silence, when you have the context um, for practice, you can get little glimpses of this larger self, this more expansive self. But how do we integrate this into our daily relationships, our daily life, our work life, our family life? Um, it's it's an ongoing practice, and it takes, in my experience, it takes rigorous attention because we've been so conditioned uh, and so used and so habituated to certain ways of reacting and thinking, um, some of us more than others. Um, I think a lot of it can depend on on your, your upbringing and uh, you know, whether you experience trauma in childhood or um, loss and levels of grief, etc. Um, there's sort of this infinite um, kind of array of, of um, levels there. Um, so it does, it, it just takes a lot of attention and practice. And that's why they do call meditation a practice. And they call yoga a practice. And Tai Chi is a practice because we want to habituate into it. Um, writing is the same way. Dance is the same way. We need to come back to it over and over and over and over again. So we become habituated to our creative potentiality. Hmm. And um, that's wonderful. Thank you. Um, if you could help us just in the last few minutes here to talk about what what advice would you have for people who are um, you know, uh, would like to think of, you know, a daily practice to help them to um, bring writing, um, I want to say both as a practice, but also for those who um, who are interested in actually, you know, writing either their own novel or their book or um, just what sort of daily practices that you might suggest for um, for those folks. Sure. Well, I would begin with taking time for silence, taking time for meditation or for yoga, um, even if it's only for a few minutes. If you start small, start with brief periods, five minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, whatever you can manage and, and build up so that you have these little wins and you know, oh, yeah, sure, I can do five minutes of sitting you know, every day for the next week. And if I miss a day, I don't beat myself up. But just to sit in silence, to re to start by reconnecting with that deeper self, with no agenda, you know, nothing to accomplish, nothing to figure out, nothing to understand. Um, a lot of people get hung up with meditation practice thinking that they're doing it wrong. Yeah. But the reality is there's no right or wrong. There's just being. And I do think it's helpful to work with a teacher, to come to a, a workshop or a retreat or a class for both the meditation piece and for the writing. But you can also start on your own. Um, there's a lot of amazing apps out there now, like Insight Timer, which I'll pitch only because I'm one of the teachers. <laughs> <laughs> and it's also, there's a lot of free meditations. Um, there's in a, just an endless variety that can help guide you when you're getting started. Um, and in terms of the writing, I like to begin with just free, open, stream of consciousness writing practice every morning, um, whether I'm working on a book project or not. 
thinking of it as a warm-up for five minutes, for 10 minutes, setting my timer and just letting it go. Whatever's there in my mind in this moment, writing urgently, margin to margin. Um, and I give myself a topic. It could be a season. It could be a winter morning. Um, you can pull a sentence from a favorite book, whatever. And you just go. And you don't judge it. You don't worry about spelling and punctuation. You don't have to show it to anybody. It's just to kind of get the words out onto the page and to loosen up that creative um, energy and that creative uh, modality. Um, and then from there, you know, you, you'll be inspired to explore a more specific project. But that's, that's the first advice I would give. Wonderful. Um, great. Um, I wondered if um, there's anything else you would like to share with us. We'll definitely include your link um, to your uh, website. Um, but is there other things you talked about, Insight Timer? Could you tell us a little bit about the different offerings that you have? Yeah. So Insight Timer is a separate app. It's not my app. It's There's hundreds of teachers on there. Um, but I actually, right now, I'm giving away uh, free copies of the book. This is the book from Sounds True, Writing is a Path to Awakening. Um, It also comes with a free um, seven-track creativity meditations for writers and artists. And all we're asking for is just um, to help us out with shipping and handling, which is like $7.95, I think. Um, But otherwise, we'll send you a copy of the book and a copy of the, the meditation program. And that's available at brilliantwriter.com slash free dash book. Um, And there's also a link on my main website, albertflindesilver.com. And in addition, I've got a whole bunch of retreats coming up this year. Um, You can find out all about that on the website. Um, There's everything from day-longs to weekend to, and of course, we've got our uh, March 28th. Mm-hmm. A day long happening at Green Gulch, um, uh, which is going to be amazing because it'll be yoga and writing. Mm-hmm. I only do a couple of those events a year. Um, and then I've got a signature five day retreat happening in September. So all that is available um, for you to check out on the website. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for taking the time uh, with me today. It's just been, it's one of my favorite things to talk about. And um, I I can personally attest to um, working with you and and taking the retreats with you has been extraordinary. And um, especially the longer retreats where you can just go in deeper and deeper as the day goes by. And I know you have these wonderful online programs. So I think we're very lucky to have someone like like you who can help us lead the way and also I think particularly this combination of um, writing both as a a, a way to um, express our creativity but also this whole incredible aspect of um, the healing practice and you know this whole journey that supports those of us who are yogis and meditation folks who are really interested in in um, evolving and becoming more awake in our lives. So um, I really appreciate the work that you're doing. 
Well, likewise, Saraswati, I really appreciate the opportunity and the connection, and I'm really looking forward to March 28th. We're going to have another amazing day long. Um, so much gratitude and many blessings to you. Thank you so much. Thanks so much for joining us. Please leave us a review so that others can find us.